0: hey friends friends. welcome to another tackling the wildlife episode with your host alina and kelly and this is the eighth episode alzheimer's and ptsd awareness month this episode may be triggering for some viewers so please proceed with caution good morning guys it's a beautiful day to listen to a podcast i hope everyone who's listening is doing well Since it's June and Mental Health Awareness Month just passed, we wanted to bring awareness to specifically Alzheimer's and PTSD.
1: So, in today's episode, we are going to tell you all about facts and causes of Alzheimer's and PTSD.
0: So, Alina, what is Alzheimer's?
1: Alzheimer's is a progressive disease that destroys memory and other important mental functions.
0: Alzheimer's is also a common type of dementia, and it can cause problems in environmental responses. So, essentially, an environmental
1: response, like a delay in that essentially just means, like, if somebody who struggles with Alzheimer's is in a type of setting, then they might not be able to interpret information coming into them or, like, being given to them, or um, they might not be able to hold a conversation for too long.
0: And this can also affect your behavior, physical, and speaking responses. Yeah, so, um, Kelly... Would you please tell us how one can get Alzheimer's? You can get it through genetics, age, lifestyle, and stuff like that. So let's say for genetics, if your mom and your parents have like Alzheimer's and you Mm -hmm. are like blood related, you are more likely to get Alzheimer's. That Mm -hmm. does not guarantee getting Alzheimer's, but there's a higher chance of you getting it. And of course, with old age, you're you're also a higher chance of getting it.
1: Yeah, so like um, once again, Kelly and I are nowhere near being medical professionals. So please do not like listen to this podcast and get super scared that you might have Alzheimer's. Only a doctor can diagnose you. And yeah, so just we're going to continue by prefacing that. So we have a few facts about Alzheimer's to spread awareness. So I'll start them off. About six million Americans have Alzheimer's from ages
0: 65 and older. I think this really shows how like common Alzheimer's is. And obviously shows like age is definitely like a prime factor mm-hmm. in Alzheimer's and shows that it might be one of us which is scary but it's like a while yeah and like guys
1: honestly you can't just change if you're gonna have Alzheimer's like sure you can get treated and you can work on it but like it's not just gonna change that fact that you have it by changing some things up but you know That was really loud. I'm so sorry for that, guys. That was really, really loud. But,
0: yeah. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) But the second fact that we have is Alzheimer's kills more people than breast and prostate cancer combined. That's honestly, like, really sad and upsetting, considering
1: how many people have cancer. And, like, we see that
0: more commonly than we see Alzheimer's, I feel like. Right? Yeah, I think it's... I think... Breast cancer and prostate cancers are more, I guess, representative mm-hmm. and represented than Alzheimer's, I because feel like. Alzheimer's is also, like, a
1: really touchy and, like, a sad and depressing topic. Like, cancer is, of course, also. But I feel like people are less, you know, hesitant to talk about having cancer than some people are talking about Alzheimer's.
0: I think it might be, like, a, I guess, a moral thing with Alzheimer's, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess like because Alzheimer's of course you're like it's dementia it's a type of dementia so you're losing your memory yeah so people might be more how do you say more like afraid to talk about since it's such like oh this person might be losing your memory of me and that person could be someone that you like care about a lot because
1: definitely any type of disease or anything can really take a toll on your family members, like their mental health and stuff, and just make it kind of upsetting. So, with that, leading into the third fact, is 1 in 5 women get Alzheimer's, while 1 in 10 men get it, making women more likely to get Alzheimer's. This is, I think for Amina and Lena, this is a little scary. <laughs> yeah, because while we were um, researching this subject um, or topic, it was like... I don't know, Kelly and I were like, literally eating and talking about it and trying to discuss what we would bring forward for you guys to spread awareness. And when we came across that fact, I was just so shocked. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just shows... Actually, both of the things that we're going to talk about today are more common in women. So it's kind of scary. This episode is a little
0: touchy, guys. So I'm so really sorry about that, but we just wanted to talk about it. Yep. Um, For our fourth uh, fact... Before Symptoms of Alzheimer's show, it is there for 10 to 15 years. So if you do have it, you won't even know. Yeah.
1: So, like, if your family has a history, guys, I cannot stress this enough. If you have a family history of having Alzheimer's or something, please go get checked out. Please go get, you know, diagnosed by a professional because, you know, as much as I love Google and as much as... You know, we use Google in our daily life. Um, We, like, I just, I don't know, I was reading the symptoms of Alzheimer's, and this is also one of the reasons why we did not put symptoms of Alzheimer's into the, you know, research. It's because it's such common stuff, and we don't want to, like, misdiagnose when we haven't gone and seen, like, a medical doctor and stuff. So, yeah. Go check out a medical doctor, guys. That's probably the best way you're going to know anyways. Yeah. And so... Um, The fifth and final fact is people live about 3 to
0: 15 years after diagnosis. But there is a chance if you do get diagnosed that there is, you can live for about over 20 years. Mm -hmm. So there is still, like, a chance. It's just, like, people who, like, get it, who get Alzheimer's, would normally live 3 to 15 years. Which is really sad, but when you think
1: about it, it's... um, it's honestly really sad, and this is such a, I keep on saying this because I feel like Tackling the Wildlife is supposed to be a really um, kind of positive, talking about stuff type of podcast, but at some times when you get serious like this, and it's really sad, but it's an awareness month, so
0: although we have talked about five facts that were really sad, now we're gonna, Kelly? We're gonna talk about how you can reduce your risk of getting Alzheimer's, which the first one is to be physically active which can mean anything. It like like walking and like running, of course like lifting and stuff like that. But this also kind of goes with any health related stuff. Being physically fit with your mental health, your physical health, it just improves it a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: At the end of the day, as much as you take care of yourself is only going to benefit you, which leads me to the next fact, which is getting enough sleep. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. I know I've said that, like, so many times already, but I cannot stress this fact enough. Get enough sleep. Like, staying up all night, pulling all-nighters for an assignment or for, like, whatever reason, um, only sleeping two to three hours, it's not cool, guys. I know I was in that phase in middle school where I was like, oh, my God, I only got one hour of sleep last night, walking in with my coffee. That's not cool, guys.
0: <laughs> it's kind of, if you do pull an all-nighter for school, let's say for school, right? And you are pulling it mm-hmm. on there for an assignment. That assignment at that point is not worth it anymore. Exactly. And nine times out of ten, the professor or teacher who
1: is, um, you know, assigning that assignment, they're going to be understanding, guys. If it's a valid reason, then they're going to be understanding. And, like, you know, if you're procrastinating, that's a different topic. We're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode sometime later in the future, studying tips and procrastination. So, yeah. But, guys... Take care of yourself, please. Glorifying not getting enough sleep is not what you guys think it is. It's not cool. It's not, you know, the new thing. Sleep. Get those eight hours of sleep that you need for your mental, you know.
0: And it helps. kind of helps you think more. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. I've been, like, I pulled an all-nighter one time, where and I had to, like, go to school the next day. So I didn't sleep at all. It was so miserable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you okay so the way
1: that you act reflects on your peers correct so if you're acting in school like um you can't stay there ow that kind of hurt i just choked on my own spit ew that was nasty i'm sorry for that guys but um how you act reflects on your peers so if you're acting like super miserable and super like tired and stuff that's gonna cause your friends to act out also which you know is more stress so just get enough sleep be well rested And, you know, move on.
0: And get exercise. Yeah, get exercise. As much as people be like, or like, you better get sleep. You better exercise. You better. (laughs) (laughs) You better. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Get sleep. Do exercise. And you know what? Exercise is not like. It doesn't have to be intense. It's just like maybe just like a 15 minute walk. Or like in the gym. Like, oh my God, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lift and stuff. No, that's
1: not. Do exercise that's comfortable to you. Whether that's walking your dog, going to dance classes, doing a sport, um, hanging out with your friends at the pool. Swimming is a form of exercise, guys. Um, There's a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So, the third way that you can prevent Alzheimer's is to manage your blood sugars appropriately. Yeah, and, you know, let me just
1: preface this real quick. Kelly, if I may Mm -hmm. interject real quick. (laughs) Um, That doesn't mean, like oh, my God, I really want to shake right now, but if I get extra sugars, I'm not going to, like, you know. Get Alzheimer's. Exactly. Like, watch your blood sugars, but appropriately. Like, if you really want to shake, go ahead, drink it. Nobody's stopping you. You know, do you. Be confident in you. Drink what you
0: want, you know. But don't try to, like, get it too often. Like, every day. You probably shouldn't do that every day. Yeah. And you're going to feel sick anyways. So Yeah.
1: So... And not only that, it's also, like, this is more for, like, type 1 and type 2 diabetes people. And, like, you know, they got it. They're, they're handling their, you know, lives well. So, like, just don't be, like, super stressed out now that we said ways to prevent ways to prevent, <laughs> Alzheimer's. I'm sorry, guys. I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, wait, don't, like,
0: you know what I'm trying to say, Kelly? Okay, finish my sentence for me. Don't pressure yourself into where you just don't eat, like, foods that have sweets in it. If yeah. you want something sweet, get something sweet. But don't, eat, like, do it every single day. Be mindful. Be yeah, mindful be mindful. Of, yeah.
1: Eat your veggies. <laughs> <laughs> eat your vegetables, guys. Okay. Um. So the next fact, once again, falling in line with the last one, manage high blood pressures. So that doesn't mean, like, oh my gosh, that doesn't mean, like, salty foods, like, avoid those, and avoid that, and avoid that, and, like, I'm never gonna touch fries ever again, because they're salty, but, um, but, you know, just be mindful of what you're eating, be mindful, know what you're eating, you know, know, like, if I've taken this, and that's too much, and if I've taken this, this is too much, you know, just be mindful of what you're doing, and what you're eating,
0: and for the wa- the last way, you can prevent it is to not drink or smoke and if you do do not do it excessively yeah don't be like once again
1: let me just say this if you're underage and if you're drinking and smoking it's not cool like don't don't think that that makes you cooler if you're like doing that like just know like every person for their own right like kelly and i can't sit here and tell you not to drink or smoke and like force you not to do it but just know that Be safe. Be safe when you're doing it.
0: There are consequences to drinking and smoking, obviously. And vaping also. Vaping. Big one. We would call we would, like, me and Alina would, like, consider vaping smoking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's basically what it is.
1: Yep. And so, like, guys, just be mindful of what you're doing and the health effects that it may have on you later. Um, It is important. And... Yeah. All right, guys, so that kind of wraps up our um, ways to prevent, but we're going to take a little break right now. And when you hear from us again, we will spread awareness on another subject PTSD. Now we will talk about PTSD, which is the acronym for post traumatic stress disorder.
0: Kelly, what exactly is PTSD? PTSD is a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. A person, <laughs> sorry, and a person who has PTSD can have like triggers, and can have like a panic attack or an anxiety attack over them.
1: So, um, you spoke about events in your um, definition. So,
0: what kind of events exactly? So, like events like uh, sexual, mental, or physical violence. And things like car collisions, breaking a bone, or like clo- getting close to like near death experiences, mm-hmm. and also it's just basically like instances where like you have a ton, a ton of fear, yeah. which can cause PTSD.
1: So um, we have a few facts about PTSD, guys. And like Kelly said, it could be really um, it could be simple as breaking a bone, or it could be really extreme like some type of assault. So a fact about PTSD, PTSD, oh my goodness, PTSD, <laughs> was that commonly known, it was commonly known as shell shock during um, World War One because they were enduring physical trauma by the shells and trench warfare.
0: This also kind of like, throughout World War like 2 I almost said three. there's no World War III right now. I hope so, never, never again. <laughs> but, in World War II, I believe it's also called battle fatigue. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think in different wars, it's called something else. Yeah. But basically, it just kind of developed, like, names and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. for, but for a second fact, PTSD became more common because during the war. And like I said.
1: It it was more actively popping up.
0: Yeah, it was more actively popping up because of how many people had to go to war and were drafted into it. Mm -hmm. Unwillingly unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, they go and fight
1: for our, you know, peace and, you know, we're able to sleep peacefully at night because we know that there's a reliable soldier fighting for us. So Mm -hmm. yeah, respect to the army and military and the amazing people. Um, also because, you know, Memorial Day, we missed the Memorial Day episode, but that's okay. We'll do it next year. And yeah. So, The third fact is approximately seven or eight of every 100 people will have PTSD at some point in their lives. This is so sad, guys. That's like seven out of eight. Like, that is so sad. And I feel like every person experiences PTSD at one point in their life, and like some unfortunately get it way worse than others. And we'll talk about that a little later in the episode on how you can help them. So, yeah.
0: Um, And then for a fourth fact, some people will recover it within six months, but then others will have symptoms that will last for a year or even like for their whole life.
1: Honestly, that kind of breaks my heart. Like somebody who's been through some unfortunate event and just having to live with that for a whole year and just, you know, re-experiencing that through PTSD for like the rest of their life is just so sad. And that breaks my heart. And What's even more, like, sad to me or, like, makes me feel a little uncomfortable sometimes is that the fifth fact, women are more likely to get PTSD. So, just, just, I'm gonna let that sit there for a second.
0: Which is kind of scary since, of course, me and Alina are also female. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Women. And so that makes it more likely for us to get either Alzheimer's and or PTSD. Which doesn't mean that, like, men will never get it, but it's just... Men have a lower chance to get it.
1: Which is terrible, which is so sad.
0: But, yeah. Which, I do think there's a reason why women are maybe more likely to get it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'm allowed to say that. So, I won't say it. Well, I mean, women are
1: more um, easy-targeted for, like, assaults
0: and stuff. Which, guys are, too. But, um... But to move along a little bit, Alina, what are some ways to help somebody who is suffering from a PTSD trigger? Okay, so one of the things
1: you can do is help remind them of their surroundings. So oftentimes when people are having like a trigger or like a panic response, then they tend to forget where they are and who they're with because they're stuck in this flashback. And, um... So if you're with somebody who's going through a panic attack or, like, a trigger has been switched or something, help them, like, understand of their surroundings. Like, hey, we're in a different location. Hey, I'm a different person. I'm not trying to hurt you. Um, Another thing is encourage them to take deep and slow breaths. So during a PCSD um, panic attack response, um, oftentimes hyperventilating causes delays in oxygen to the brain and... um, that like helps them kind of like not think so if you're encouraging them to take slow deep breaths focus they're like slowing down their body they're being in touch with their body and trying to get out of that terrible flashback um one of the most important things that i have read about and seen is avoid sudden movements or anything that might startle them so oftentimes ptsd is associated with some type of assault Um, and, you know, any type of sudden movements without them knowing could initiate an attack response and that could be very, um, very, you know, bad according to the situation. So make sure, like, you're not making any sudden movements or startling them. And also, once again, can't stress
0: this enough, ask before you touch something, guys. I think that goes with, like also panic attacks and stuff like that especially do not touch them Uh unless they are asking you for some sort of physical comfort or you have asked them before consent is key
1: exactly I think for me I um I'm surrounded with stuff like this so like Okay, that sounds wrong. But, like, sometimes I'm surrounded with this type of stuff in school, whether, like, somebody's having a panic attack or, like, an anxiety attack or even a PTSD t- attack. So my first response anytime someone is crying is to go, like, hug them because I'm a very touchy and affectionate person like that. But, like, when somebody's struggling with PTSD, panic attack, or anxiety attack, make sure they know that you are going to hug them because, like, once again, that could also, you know make them confused of what's happening and make them think that you're trying to hurt
0: them when in reality you're not
1: so yeah that's um that's kind of our thing wrapped up so kelly Mm -hmm.
0: uh we're sorry that like this episode was a lot more serious and a lot more touchy but if that's that's basically it yeah and if you need some type
1: of comfort obviously kelly and i are here You can go to our Instagram, or there are multiple hotlines that you can also call, multiple websites, Um, talk to your parents,
0: talk to a loved one, talk to a guardian, and yeah. Just talk to someone that you trust. Mm -hmm. And without that, I mean, further ado, ado, that is all. So if you do have any questions for us, please hit the link in our bio, which will take you to our social media, and then you can also participate in any polls or asking questions on that account yeah so thanks for They're tuning in, in. See, see you next week, <laughs> week. that's <laughs> A. signing out bye guys